0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the quarter pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured you're not alone.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eighty-three of the Stacey West Podcast. I am Ben, and I'm joined as ever by Gary. Are you well? Uh, well, as well
1: as as well as can be. Um, you know, we still can't go out. I had to take my dog to the vet on Thursday because he'd got a manky eye of uh, when we woke up, and it was all closed up. Uh, and it felt like a day at the seaside. Just you know,
0: <laughs> I'm out getting out of the house. Yeah,
1: there's, and and life's actually going on out there. I didn't realize that it's not just deserted streets and tumbleweed. There are some knobheads who think that things don't apply to them. um You know, there was a guy mm. rendering an empty house. What what, what, the, what the hell are you doing out rendering an empty house? You're not meant to be working. <laughs> You know, build base are closed because people aren't meant to be rendering houses and then other builders merchants who won't be named <clears throat> KM uh, are open yeah. and delivering as normal
0: uh, It's ridiculous, um, a friend of mine had to go and uh, I think he had to, to get a couple of bits for his car because um, I think his MOT was was saying that he'd probably fail it so he's getting all that stuff ready for uh, when it's when the MOT's come back in but uh, yeah he was saying that he, he drove past the high street in Lincoln the other day, and it was completely full. Mm. Um, It was just like, right, okay. uh, Are we, are we just abandoning this concept then and forcing everybody to stay indoors for a hell of a lot longer?
1: I do. I I find it amusing. What I also find really funny is the people who, um, are doing exercise and that's perfectly legit and some people do lots of exercise anyway so you know people who go on 10 mile walks. but when they put the pictures everything starts with my permitted daily exercise like yeah, yeah you know <laughs> like you know like where you've got a note in class where if you've got Tourette's and you're allowed to swear every so often and you just start going <laughs> that, that I'm allowed to do it I've got Tourette's it's allowed I've got a note from the doctor <laughs> yeah it, it's having to justify everything I think um it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Boris says I'm allowed to run yeah
1: Oh, cheers Boris, yeah. yeah, brilliant, I didn't do that before, um, but yeah, I mean, genuinely, I, I said it before on the podcast, up here, we see it all, you know, like three doors down, I've actually started walking their dogs, I've lived here five years, I didn't know they had two dogs, I've seen them now every day for the past three weeks, I also know they're walking their dogs, because there's great big piles of dog shit on our usual walks, which we never we never see, mainly because mine runs in the field and does it, so I don't have to pick it up, uh, and fag ends everywhere as well. <laughs> Wow. What delightful people. I know, but when I say runs into the field and do it, we're not talking like a football field here. We're talking like a a field that's, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like waist high with stuff. So it's fertiliser, isn't it? Um, Yeah. (laughs) And everybody around here wants to be Bradley Wiggins. And I don't mind the ones with the helmets and and the the, um, lycra and that on. Yeah, It's the ones who come past in the converse trainers, combat trainers, things and you know like a bike that's been hastily re-sprayed and has got a basket on the front and you just think come on do you know what i mean
0: I, I feel personally attacked by the fact that you just said the people in converse trainers and combat trousers yeah
1: but are you out on a girl's bike with a fag in your hand going no i did this all the time this is my exercise <laughs> No,
0: this, this, a this is
1: what I used to do. No, Colin, it's not what you used to do. You used to sit in front of, <laughs> of Pornhub wanking on a Saturday afternoon and go to the pub at night. And the only reason you can't go to the pub now is because we're on lockdown, so you go out during the day and then wank in the evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Stacey well, West, keep it classy. Absolutely. So, um, right, basically, um, we'd, we've sort of put this one out a little bit later than uh, than we normally would. Um because uh, earlier on in the week, Liam Scully put out a, a bit of a Twitter thread about some of the, um, I think some of the negativity and some of the um, some of the the stuff that's been doing the rounds on social media, um, and I, I just sort of said to him, "You know, do you want to come on this week and, and discuss it about you know what's happened?" And he said yes. So. Um, basically I, I sat down last night over over Skype with Liam and, and sort of had a, a, a bit of a chat about um, that thread and, and a few other bits. I mean, you, you've sort of had a, a pre-listen. Um, was there anything there that, that we sort of missed? Because I know as soon as I finished it, I went, oh, I forgot to ask him about the pitch. Yeah, you forgot to ask him about the pitch, which I
1: specifically asked you to ask him when you arranged a time that I couldn't do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I specifically asked that as well when you said let's do it at seven thirty, and I was planning on playing Cards Against Humanity with my family uh, over uh, the internet. So um, it wasn't me that
0: suggested seven thirty.
1: Well, say that. Oh, it was Liam, wasn't it? Yeah, but we can't have a go at Liam because he's not a presenter yet. So um, <laughs> no,
0: let's. Yeah, you've definitely listened to it.
1: <laughs> no, let's roll VT, Errol, and we'll uh, we'll have a, a chat afterwards.
0: Okay, so I am here with Mister Liam Scully, um, third co-host on the Stacey West podcast. How are you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, really really good. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm fancying myself for this job. I've I've been on it a, about as much time as uh, as you and Gary. So, um I think uh, <laughs> uh, Gary couldn't be bothered to turn up tonight. So, uh you know, I'd like to put a pitch in for uh, for his job really.
0: Okay. Well, um I mean we we can take, you know, we probably can take uh, applications and um It'll be a. Obviously, the interview process will be remote at the moment, but I'm sure we'll be able to to work something out. Um, yeah, well, but I can be grumpy. I'm um, good at that. Probably
3: not as sweary, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I might be slightly kinder to say, you. But we'll see. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I, w- I was going to say, you know, I don't know if I'd be able to get away with calling the CEO of uh, my football club a prick. So I'm. Um, I'll probably. Uh, I'll probably leave that one for the moment, but. Um, <laughs> Obviously, important questions first. Um, are you and everybody, uh, everybody around you, well keeping safe? Yeah, no, thank,
3: thank, thank you very much, Ben. Yeah, we we are. You know, in in the grand scheme of things, we're we're very lucky. Uh, you know, we've got a nice uh, nice house in in Saxelby, um, just on the edge of Lincoln, of course. And and obviously, there's a nice village and a bit of green space around us that we need to get out and do our exercise. So um, yeah, we we feel very fortunate and, and very lucky. So in the grand scheme of things, we are. Thank you.
0: Excellent stuff. And um, with regards to to the club, I mean, I know um, it's, again, it's it's unprecedented and strange times. Um, how is, uh, you know, how are you keeping in touch with everybody and how is everybody getting on um, at the club? Is everybody, you know, sort of aside from probably feeling cabin fever a little bit, is everyone well?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, relatively speaking, everybody is as, as well as they they can be during these, you know, difficult times. Um, you know, three four weeks ago, nobody had really heard of Microsoft Teams or Zoom, um, and all of a sudden we're uh, we're professionals on it. So, uh, you know, I think in the in the grand scheme of things, the club um, as a as a business, other than the playing of football, which is what we're here to do, but as a, as a business operation side, we're, we're effectively able to do what we need to do using online technology. So, um, from that point of view, it's uh, you know uh, it's relatively Okay, in terms of working, um, I think as as people know, we've got the majority of uh, the off-field staff are uh, on furlough leave, um, so there's around nine of us left in in the business overall. Um, so between uh, us as a group, we're, we're finding ourselves getting stuck into all kinds of things um, and probably enjoying the variety of work that that you know you know don't normally get when obviously it'd be uh, the work for certain departments to take care of so yeah it's, uh, it's an interesting time but um, everybody seems in good spirits everybody's obviously uh, buoyed by the support that people keep and, and the messages people keep delivering through Facebook, Twitter or, or even the emails we're, we're getting so yeah it's, uh, you know, it, feels a, it feels a time of real solid, uh, solidarity and unity and we definitely feel the support of people so yeah all, all good.
0: Great stuff. I mean obviously, you know, you, you've mentioned there that the, the support of people that, that keeps coming through and it's um it, it's quite nice to see the the messages out on on social media and the, the platforms that are available where um it, it certainly seems that, you know, people at the club are, are intent on pushing that the, the positive messages and the you know the the met, the the right mentality around um the situation. Obviously it's um it, it's 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 tricky to keep um it's tricky to keep you know spirits up but uh, it's it's nice to see particularly around um the the replay games as well um every saturday at the minute it's uh, it, it's quite a nice uh, quite it, it's almost a sort of community within a community um with what's happening uh, with with some of that it's uh, it's really nice to see so um i mean speaking of the of the replay games i mean I, but i don't know uh, I don't know how much of an input uh, you'd have in that yourself in terms of the, the matches that are chosen. Um, is that sort of done via committee or drawing out, out of drawing games out of a hat or how, how are you guys coming to those decisions at the moment?
3: Yeah, so the process, I'll be honest, isn't that scientific. It's uh, Jake <laughs> and Tom in, uh, in what's left of our media marketing team um, at this moment in time. They've been trolling through the archives, going through the games that we've got high, both high quality footage and uh, and things that we'd like to watch, um, and then we've just been trying to get a, a nice blend of games from uh, from the various different you know times and years gone by. Um, somebody did ask me on on Twitter, and, and I've explained, but getting footage from the National League is is a little bit difficult, um, just to the mm-hmm. due to the broadcasting and, and ownership rights. Um, they're owned by by BT. Um, uh, and equally, the FA Cup—they're they're owned by the FA. So, at this moment in time, we are uh, stuck with the last two years um, of, of uh, or two and a bit years from, you know, EFL life. But there are there are plenty of good moments from those years. So, yeah, we've uh, we've still got a few games to go um, before we uh, before we get into uh, you know anything else really. So, yeah, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully you think Jake and, and Tom are doing a good job of selecting the games.
0: Absolutely, I'm looking forward to watching the uh, the Sunderland games. I think I may have been may have had a little bit of a headache the morning after that one when it was uh, you know at, at the time. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that one again tomorrow. Um, obviously, at the at the minute, there's limited, shall we say, in terms of uh, in terms of commercial income for the club. Um, how are, how are you finding how are you finding that side of things? I mean, obviously, it's um there are the, you know, the, the initiatives and sort of little schemes that are coming up, such as the the fifty fifty tickets for the, the replay games and, and things like that. Um is it is it a case of at the moment putting your heads together and, and trying to figure out you know, ways that would be um palatable to people to, to sort of help put money into the club, even though at the moment we're we're struggling to to get live football on.
3: Yeah, no, indeed. I think the the, the the bit for us at the moment is we're really sensitive and aware that everybody is, is in an uncertain place financially. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it would be a little bit crass of us if, if we're coming to, to the fans uh, every day and, and asking for, for some way or, or some form of, of, of money coming into the club. So what we've tried to do with anything that generates revenue is with the 50 50 there's a way of winning prizes and giving back so it's not just a straight cash in hopefully you know there is a chance of of getting something back equally with the the auctions or the third shirts that have been going on you know they are pieces of of memorabilia and something of, of high value that you know hopefully people feel um you know it's appropriate um us uh, giving you know using this opportunity to to get those out and, and to get those in the hands of fans where where rightly they, they should be. Um, you know i can't lie it's 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 clearly a difficult time for the club financially we've still got overheads we've still got outgoings and and you know our our, our income is is very very limited so um you know we we've got to be uh, of course we've got to be mindful uh, of of the overall financial picture for the club but i think first and foremost at this moment in time i think it's it's more apt and it's more right for us to just feel the mood and understand um how the fans are feeling um, and, and try and judge that accordingly, um, and, and keep you guys in touch with us and what's going on. Uh, but equally, you know, not not inappropriately. So we're, we're constantly asking you to dip your hands in your pocket.
0: Yeah, that, that that's that's kind of what I was hoping to hear, if I'm honest, because it was um, it it's good to know that you know. Obviously, I think as fans, I know that at the moment I'm in a position where I'm thinking, well, you know, m- my budget would normally be you know x pounds on a saturday for for a few beers or whatever so if I'm not having that opportunity then is there another way that I can potentially contribute towards the club and i know um there will be situations and there'll be you know people out there that won't necessarily have that um uh that that avenue or that that luxury if you like to to be able to do that um which kind of brings me on to to something that I know people have been I don't know, sort of semi vocal about um, and it's, it's led to a little bit of friction with, with some fans I know, but um, the, the question that I was going to ask really is, and it will obviously depend on what happens with, with the remainder of the season. um, There's a lot of people at the moment that are, you know, being quite vocal about the, the possibility of of refunds if the, you know, on season tickets and things like that, if the season weren't to play out as it were. Um, Is that something at the moment that, you guys have even thought about or is that a case of well we'll wait and see what happens with the season before we make any of those decisions or
3: yeah well i think um the, the first thing that I'd, I'd say is what what we are doing behind the scenes is we're planning for all kinds of permutations and scenarios so we're definitely sat doing nothing and we've got various different uh, plans that we will roll out once the situation has is, is become clearer. Um, I think for us at this mm-hmm. moment in time, because there are so many variables and we don't know what, what could happen, and I think it would be dangerous to kind of speculate, um, from, from that point of view, I think we, we feel that the best thing to do at this moment in time Is to do nothing now. You know, without labouring the point, that doesn't mean we're not doing any planning, and we're certainly doing that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of rolling anything out or communicating the what-if scenarios, I think from that point of view, we we won't want to get hairs racing um, if if you know by by commenting almost on on speculation. Um, What I will say Mm -hmm. is, you know, please, you know, don't be falling out with each other over the potential of refunds or not. At the end of the day. Um, you know, our job right now is to do whatever we can to protect the short, medium and long term of this football club. Um, but equally, you know, you guys as fans, you all have different scenarios, you all have different circumstances. We're certainly not not judging people. Um, we're very, very respectful of the current financial climate. Um, and, of course, look, we're going to have our challenges and, and there may be time and there may be a time in all this that, you know, we're going to be coming um, to the fans and 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 maybe asking you know to or or, or ask, you know looking towards the you know the the goodwill and the good nature, but we certainly won't want people to be doing anything that, that puts themselves in financial trouble. Um, and, and equally, please you know please don't be falling out with each other o- over this because the thing that has been the strongest of this football club and the strength of this football club is the unity and is the to, you know the togetherness. Um, and I think once and for all. You know, don't want to open the debate, but I think the season ticket numbers for next year, once and for all, put the plastic conversation to bed um so yes. you know i think let's you know let's use that unity that togetherness and use it as our great strength because um you know it's an opportunity for us to show why this football club is so special and why we are completely different to to the rest of our peers um because the the one thing is is is, is we you know we are united and that's not just you know in the stands on a on a saturday at 3 p.m. that's right throughout the week and right throughout the seasons
0: mm, absolutely and i think you know you you've got that spot on um And I think that it it sort of leads to, to what I was going to, well, I mean, it's what really sparked the the conversation of getting you on tonight really was, was earlier on in the week. Um, there was a, um, I know that you you put a, a Twitter thread up, which was basically, um, kind of responding to some speculation. Um, I'll be honest, I hadn't seen a huge amount of that, you know, of the speculation that was, that was being put out. And I, I wondered, um, First off, could you sort of elaborate a little bit on on some of the speculation that was being put out there, and then your your sort of statement and your response? Because um, it was it was quite heartening to read through it and, and sort of say, look, you know, obviously at the moment things are in flux and we don't know what's happening. It's certainly not the views of the club, and I'm I'm not going to press you for what the views of the club are because obviously at the moment it's it's all up in the air. I mean, if you if you want to. Discuss it, then I'm, I'm happy to do so. But it's um, it, in terms of the, you know, the the, the initial sort of catalyst for that. Um, what was it that sparked that off on on social media, and then obviously your your response to it? Um, if you if you want to just sort of go with that one,
3: yeah, sure. Well, I think I think the first thing is to we, you know, we've got to recognise the the nuances of of uh, the football league. Um, so we are one of 71 clubs within the football league. There are three divisions, um, and I know this sounds blindingly obvious, um, but but when we talk about the collective, we often talk about the collective being the EFL as a whole, so seventy one slash seventy two clubs, um, or often leagues, and um, you know behind the scenes and often the championship they have certain rules that are slightly different to League One and League Two. The completely different commercial animals. So quite often we also have a grouping of the championship and, and League One and League Two. And you know we've been meeting weekly um, with all the chief execs and, and owners um, at League One level. And there's been some really positive discussions. I think the the the, the element of caution. That I was I was trying to counsel people for is there's just a lot of a lot of stuff coming out maybe from local media where local media are spoken to say chairman or chief executives, and then that's been picked up by national press and and then the headlines are for example you know League One and League Two clubs are pushing for a regionalised leagues and, and things like that and and frankly put that's that's absolute rubbish. Um, there may be one or mm. two people that are, are, are suggesting. That that's the you know would be a good idea, you know. Honestly, I, it's been discussed, not in any great length, um, but then what ends up happening is all of a sudden that comes out as. Um, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we're pushing for, and 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 I think things like that can be quite dangerous for the fans to to read that and 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 receive that, and then think that's that's the direction of travel that that we're taking things in. Um, frankly put, because it's not. And there's a plethora of of of, of things are, are around that, from you know clubs saying that they're just chairmen are just going to you know point blank refuse to play pay players and unless they accept certain deals that's absolutely not how we we do our business at lincoln city and and nor will it be um and just various other things that you know i I certainly don't blame the, the the press for reporting these things you know like like the rest of us they've got jobs to do at this moment in time um but i think because there is so little kind of sports news Coming out, I think it almost gains a bit more traction than than it probably really deserves. So, from from my point of view, that that thread was just more than anything trying to to explain to people that we will communicate what the LCFC stance is to our fans once there are um, substantial elements in, in order to be able to 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 kind of tell you where we are on those matters, um, and then equally what you know what we are looking and what we are voting for is is twofold which is one we are have to look after the best interests of Lincoln City Football Club that you know that's absolutely what I'm paid to do and and what we're here to do but that's got to be carefully managed with what's good for the game overall so there may have to be times in the future that we compromise because we've got to look what is best for for football overall, in the long term, and and that's that's where it, you know, there may be some challenges, and you know, not huge conflict, but that's where you know we're certainly going to have to be very considered in our thinking. Just to give you an example of where we are at the moment, is we believe the season has to finish by the thirty first of July. It, it can't go beyond that. There's a number of reasons. Um, quite frankly, the main one is financial. The, this costs mm-hmm. beyond the thirty first of July, extending contracts, various other elements that were going for, for us financially. That would then increase the risk rating to us as a football club. And, and my understanding, albeit I would never claim to speak on behalf of other clubs, my understanding is that is a general view um, of clubs that I've spoken to, and certainly in League One that that you know the the long stop for this season has to be the the end of July possibly if not the end of june there are you know huge contractual issues to get over between now and and the end of end of june you know, or or playing into july um beyond that i think everything else you know how next season looks when it starts what the format is um all that at this moment in time you know we are the conversations are nowhere near mature enough to be able to, you know, comment publicly on that, and again, just to be clear, that's not because we're trying to be coy. That's not gonna, because we're trying to hide things. The honesty shot is we've still not beaten up our own thinking to be confident in, enough to be able to to say that that is our stance to the league. You know what we do. Do is and I've said this many times, but I hope we do the fans proud in the fact that we are very considered in our decision making process. We are process driven. You know, we don't turn up to these meetings and and just see which way the wind's blowing and, and vote in a certain direction. You know, we often sit for hours um, debating at length. Um, which which is the right direction of travel to take things in, and and often at times we'll do you know we'll sit and have these debates, knowing that we will be significantly outvoted, but doing you know doing the right thing for Lincoln City Football Club. So you know we're very respectful of the position of responsibilities that we hold, um, and it's important that we, as the current custodians of the football club, you know we exercise those responsibilities carefully. Um, so yeah, I think I think for us, at, you know, right here, right now, you know, the the key elements are are the the, the long stop deadline of the thirty first of July, um, and of course uh, the fact that health and well being and the safety of our players, our team members, and the fans are of paramount importance.
0: Absolutely, and I think the 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 couple of things there that I I was I was hoping to to, to mention would be the. Um, Obviously, the, the contractual situation with with some of the players um, is is there a it's it's difficult to phrase this one, but is there a kind of a general consensus um, among clubs and and players and their their representatives, their agents, at the moment, or is that is that something that is still very very much up in the air? Um, because I know, obviously, we've got. We have players that were you know currently in on on loan and would have their contracts expiring at the end of end of june um or you know the end of the season and and I think that's where that's where some fans are maybe um looking to be asking that question is it is it a case of in the contract it is written as a date or is it is is it at the end of this season that the the question is around that with with a lot of these players
3: yeah, so uh, two different scenarios, or, or there's there's actually uh, obviously within permanent contracts there are two types of, of agreements, and then within the loan deals the, there's a couple of permutations there. So starting off with the loan contracts, um, a loan contract has a start date and an end date, um, and sometimes there is a caveat within those that say um, you know after the the last ball is kicked. So in case there's ever a scenario where a club get into the playoffs um then that loan contract can be extended. Um so in terms of uh Joe Morrell, Jake Heskirth, Liam Bridcut, etc., you know, those loan contracts have a fixed end date um within them. Um and and traditionally uh those those end dates uh come um at the start of next month. That's that's traditionally where those those dates are. I'm not You know, I'm not commenting specifically on on the players I've just mentioned, just traditionally, that's how loan contracts work season long loans. Mm -hmm. Um, Within players' contracts, um, permanent players' contracts, so those contracted to LCFC, there are two types of contracts. There's something called a multiplicity, which is ultimately it starts on the day of the month the contract is signed, be it the 15th, say, and it runs for a number of months times you know but expires on on the 15th um so we've got one or two players uh within the squad that are on those contracts so they you know if they their start date was on the 24th as it is today when we're recording then um it would expire on the 24th um of 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 may or or june and then the the main one, which the majority of the squad on, that has a fixed expiry date on the thirtieth of June, and then the only the variable is the year that it that it ends on. Um, right. I think it's it's more commonly known, but they are fixed term contracts. So what in every fixed term contract, you know that that there is, be it a footballer or you know if it's um, you know working in in any other industry, there has to be notice pay. Um, at the end of a of, of a fixed term contract or notice period so for the if a player and the agreement that is within football and it's been a long standing rule is within a player's contract if uh, they don't find a new club within the month of July, and this is traditional seasons here. Then the player is still the liability um, financially, not registration wise, but financially of the club that they pre, you know, that they played for in that past season. So what effectively is going to happen this season is everybody whose contract expires on the 30th of June 2020 is going to ultimately remain as the liability. Um, in terms of financial liability of the of the club that they've played for, um, so as everybody knows you know i don't have to mention who's who's out of contract at Lincoln City this year, but ultimately we will be paying their wages in in the month of june and and, and July now, the reason why people talk about the long stop date being July is the mm. fact that clubs are already committed to those finances for July and there is a thought process that if we play the season, um, you know, players can play in the month of July because ultimately they're getting paid for it um, and that, uh, that that should be an acceptable concession. I just want to flip this scenario here and just to give you a different perspective. You know, If I was a player out of contract on the 30th of, of June and asked to play in July with an uncertain future, you know, can you imagine if, if a player gets a broken leg or sustains Mm. an injury in that extended period um, and then is out of contract, obviously, at the end of July, then, you know, nobody is going to offer them um, or or their chances of gaining a new contract are going to be severely limited, in particular in this financial landscape. Um, So this is where the situation just becomes more and more complex because everybody would, you know, I think if if you just, took a summary of that, you know, national pressure. And you can see the, the story being written by the press. And that's why I do sometimes get defensive on behalf of the players. You know, people go, oh, well, you're getting paid for it. So, you know, why aren't you going to play in, say, July? Um, mm. and, and obviously, you know, they, they are young men. They have short careers and they've got their own welfare to to consider. And for me, there's nothing selfish about that that is you know that is their rights and it's their entitlement and and we've got to be really careful around how we approach this so you know the the fact that we could be going beyond the 30th of june all of a sudden never mind the registration process just becomes really really complex um Mm. uh, and the risk levels go up so that's why we've got to navigate this really really carefully that's why we've got to be careful that no one party is expected to give or, or lose more than the other, you know, there will be various levels of jeopardy for us all. The risk rating has gone up for us all. We've got to accept that. So we can't expect that there is going to be a normal risk level in whatever we do to to manage this situation. But what we have got to do is we've got to find a way to, to share that risk and make sure it's proportionate. You know, it is not fair for the football club to take all of that risk and all of that liability equally nor is it that of the players nor is it that of the sponsors or the broadcasters whatever the scenarios may may be um and i think when you then start to put that into the melting pot you can see how easily it is for for people slightly on the outside to build up a narrative that we're all fighting with each other and we're all in Mm -hmm. in disagreement well i can tell you now that is categorically not true all we're doing in these conversations is is making each other's position clear and and understanding what that that immediate landscape looks like understanding the pros and understanding the cons and and then we've then we've got to help each other and help understand um you know what what those risks what those permutations what those the potentials are um and it's only through you know open transparent dialogue will we be able to find resolutions and the one thing um i am very very confident at with the group of players that we've got with the sponsors and partners that we have at Lincoln City, with the way that the fans work with us, engage with us, I'm very confident that at Lincoln City we'll be able to find sensible resolutions to all, you know, to to many of the challenges, if not all. Um, but it is going to take some concessions. Um, mm. Again, I've said it many times. Far be it for me to tell anybody else how to run their businesses and their organisations. Um, but from the outside looking in, there, there appears to be um, a little bit of conflict. In certain areas already, and and I think we've had, we've all got a lot of negotiating to do left to do yet. So you know, for, from our point of view, um, we the spirits are high in the camp. I'd like to think if you were talking to any of the groups mentioned, they would say that everything's been doing fairly and transparently, and and we'll we'll navigate our way through this together.
0: Absolutely, it's um it, it it's a weird one. I mean, you, you say there that you know you get this picture that everybody's fighting against each other, and I think. From the outside, it, it certainly seems like there are not necessarily within the club, but certainly within the the national landscape of it, that you know that there are some chairmen, or there, you know there will be some um, there will be some owners in in one league that would you know have a very set view of of what is you know what they want to happen for their club, and um, another you know another team would be saying, well, you know well, that might not work for us, and it it kind of. Seems a little bit from from the snippets that we do get um, that there are people at odds with each other in in the you know the, across the seventy one clubs. But from what you're saying, it sounds like there's constructive discussions at, at pretty much every point. And like we've said, it this is a situation that we've you know we've we've never faced before. Um, so I think everyone really is is finding their feet. I mean, I know we we spoke off air briefly about finding the new normal, and at, at the moment. We don't know how long this is going to be going on for, and obviously the, the the general feeling is that when football does come back, it's going to be started up behind closed doors. Um, and I mean, is is that something that's that's more or less kind of in place now? Is that is that the understanding at this point?
3: Uh, well, I, what I can do, Ben, is I, I can comment as as Liam Scully, as you know, being within the meetings and and whatever else. Not, mm-hmm. I would say, I would be very surprised if this season is completed in a regular fashion. So with fans in the stadium, Saturday, three o'clock, you know, carrying out a fixture list, I think with the timing of where we are, you know, I would be surprised, albeit there are some very clever people at the EFL um, that are working really hard with the board members and club reps in order to find ways through this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't, I would definitely, you know, I wouldn't say it's absolutely, you know, scenario a is definitive um but you know i think the the likelihood or probability suggests that that that's the direction of travel um something else that you will have seen obviously we're we're very proud of the work that we do with the supporters board Um, and in the supporters board Uh, meeting that we held last week a question a direct question I was asked by one of the members was you know we we talk about planning for worst case scenarios or we talk about planning for certain scenarios you know what are one of those scenarios and and it came out within the minutes that um, one of the things we're, we're planning for is the fact that games to be behind closed doors up until January 2021. Now Quite clearly, and, and I say this respectfully. This is why we've got to be very careful about spec- you know commenting on speculation, mm-hmm. because you know that short minute. In, in the notes from the supporters board, you know, I've already seen comments. We've already had emails from people saying, "Oh, am I, you know, can't believe the season's going to be played behind closed doors until twenty twenty one, you know." And it's like, no, 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 can't, you know, calm yourself. Yeah, that is not all yeah. we're saying. Is this is what we're planning for? And I think that's sometimes where a little bit of information can be dangerous. And look, I hold my hands up. That that was probably a mistake on my part. Um, you know, the the we always try and be transparent with the minutes and um and, and I think rightly we, we should be, but I think sometimes a little bit of information like that can, can be dangerous um and and if anybody is alarmed by that or if anybody has, has made them worried you know i I sincerely apologize that that wasn't our intentions our intentions were merely to be transparent around one of the permutations that we are looking at um and which we're modeling and working through with the with the board at the moment so yeah absolutely nothing's been decided on that um but All I would say on the flip side is if that is the scenario that plays out and it's a big if, then just rest assured that there are people at your football club that are planning and working on that scenario and to ensure that we are in good health and and can survive, should that be the case.
0: Fantastic stuff to hear. I mean, it. yeah, like you say, when you get that little bit of information and it kind of trickles through, you know, second, third hands, it, it, it it can be a bit of a nightmare. I mean, I know I've had some discussions around certain topics over the past week or so that that have been in that same you know in that same boat, but uh, it's not really this not really the place to get into that at this point. So, um, I mean, other than that, um, I think we've sort of covered the, the majority of the topics. The only other topics that I really wanted to discuss, and I know um, it, it's kind of um, it, it's around the, the certain other leagues that have had their uh, their schedules decided already. I know. Today, we we sort of I think it was the Dutch League have said that they're going to you know suspend or they're they're going to abandon the season. So there's not going to be any promotions, no relegations. It's just going to be as if the season never happened. Um, and I know obviously earlier this year, uh, early this week, the National League said exactly well said that they were going to end the season at this point and they were going to I think work out what's happening at, um, in the in the coming days. Um, I mean, just as a just away from the sort of you know the, the official capacity of the club. I mean, what, what's your take as a fan on on things like that happening, and and you know the, the 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 sort of termination of a league at this stage in the season?
3: Yeah, I think myself and and Clive Nates have had plenty of discussions a, around this, and I think we you know we share the same views in the fact that we have to, unless that you know absolute last resort, we have to find a way um, in order to complete the season. Um, and you know, dare I say it, even if that is not necessarily on the pitch, um, finding a mechanism to to do it outside of that. You know, the reason being is the integrity of the sport has to come has to come first. And you know, imagine if this was 12 months ago, when we were you know sat uh, you know celebrating uh, promotion um, from from League Two, and what if mm. there was that threat of. Of uh, you know the, the fact that the season would be voided, no promotion, no relegation. and, and you know I think we've, we've got to be good citizens here to our fellow league clubs and, and think about I think about them in these scenarios, you know, some of them probably in promotion spots or, or you know equally you know conversely the, the relegation zone. So I think've we've, we've got to find a way to complete the season um, hopefully on the pitch. Um, but I think just to avoid or write off a season like it never happened, I think that's a real can of worms and, and it worries me, you know. Does does that mean, mm. you know, you write off Tyler Walker's all those great goals that you know he scored for us. You know, or Joe Morell's fantastic mm. season that you know got him called up on the on the verge of you know uh, playing in in a major tournament, and you know all those moments that we had in the stands, you know hugging and and kind of you know celebrating with mm. each other. You know, you can't just wipe them or void them or say that they didn't happen. Um, and equally you know just you know taking them from the records books you know, is just you know you, you can't just write off a season and, and say it never happened and then equally you know you leave the door open in the future to um you know saying a seasons never done until until the last you know kick of the ball is, is done so i think we've got to find a way um that's really easy for, for me to say um because ultimately i'm not sat you know, within the EFL towers, trying to find up a, a solution as to how to how to do that. But yeah, personally speaking, I I just think that you know, look, come on, let, let's look at the Premier League. Let's be honest, and, and God, Clive's gonna kill me for this, but Liverpool are <laughs> champions, aren't they? You know, yeah. like yeah. there there isn't anybody, even a Man United fan or an Everton fan, cannot tell me that Liverpool aren't are the champions of the Premier League this, this year. And, and I think that's, that's, you know, we've got to find a way fairly through, through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, it, I, th- I think when it was, when, when this all started to, to kick off, I think myself and Gary had the conversation and said, you know, I think at one point I said, I don't think there is a way that we can get around it without the season being voided, but obviously the conversations moved on around that. The discussions evolved since that point. And I think uh, at the moment, um, I, I'm sort I'm firmly in your camp now where it's, it, it, it kind of, it needs to be, it needs to be finished. Um, whether that is a case of, you know, the maths is done and, and they find out which games are, you know, which clubs will be playing games to, to decide the season. Um, and I think, I think the conversation that myself and Gary had was, you know, if there is a team that, that plays another team that's, that's one place above and say 11th, plays 12th or whatever, and there's nothing in terms of promotional relegation to, to play for, is that then a case of, well, that game doesn't necessarily have to happen if it means that we can get the season concluded quicker or whatever those outcomes are. I mean, obviously, I'm sure that's one of the potential scenarios that's being discussed, but it's um, it's certainly a, an interesting time. Um, and I, you know, I've said to you privately, I, I do not envy your position one bit at the moment because I imagine there are difficult discussions to be had left, right and centre. It's um Yeah, no indeed. But
3: I think I've given a long worded winded answer there. I think Clive summed it up really well in his he said, look, we need to find the fairest of the unfair ways to sort Mm. this. You know, that that's you know, whichever way we do this, it's gonna be slightly unfair. You know, yeah you know scenario you know, probably the best scenario is that we all end up playing, you know, nine games in thirty odd days or something like that. Even that's going to be unfair because what if I don't know, what if Coventry's top striker picks up an injury? Um yeah. you know, and is ultimately yeah. ruled out for 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 the running or whatever it may be. So whatever we do, it is going to be unfair. But let's find the fairest of the unfair ways.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that that's a fantastic way of putting it. So um right well I've kept you quite a while now so um it is massively appreciated you you coming along and having a chat with me um before we go though is there anything that that is sort of uh uh more lighthearted shall we say um anything you know on the, on the more positive side coming out of the club at the moment is as uh, stuff I know we, we had a we had a story off air I don't know if that's one that's that, that's going to be suitable for for broadcast but it was quite <laughs> funny well
3: well first of all I want to know if I've got the job, you know, is have I is Gary gone? Can we can we get rid of
0: him now or what's the situation? I'd, I'd feel harsh saying yes over the podcast, you know, directly because I think if if he's the one that listens to it Well, actually saying that, he said he never listens to the podcast. So uh sod it, yeah, welcome on board. Um, brilliant okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks Brent Uh, no well the the funny one and he's gonna kill me
3: for this but but yeah Harry Harry Anderson we love him um love him to bits nice kid wrong planet sometimes but but the story from the club this week was that Harry borrowed a bike and decided to go on a a bike ride um got lost and thought he'd go keep going until he got tired and, and and ended up doing 50 odd kilometers got somewhere rang rang Josh Vickers and Jez George our head of football and and was proudly boasting at how far he's gone and then they pointed out to him that he does realise that he's got a cycle back um, so poor Harry ended up doing 100k the other day on a, on a bike bless him so we've all had a <laughs> A great bit of entertainment, at uh, unfortunately at uh, at his
0: uh, at his risk. But
3: yeah, fair, fair play, Harry, because he's he's taking his fitness seriously. Albeit, <laughs> I'm not too sure he intended to uh, do 100k the other day.
0: That is exceptional stuff. Well done, Harry. <laughs> well done. Oh dear, but uh, as I say, it is um, it is massively appreciated. You know, taking your time out on uh, on what is seemingly quite a nice Friday evening. So. Um, yeah, it's it's always a pleasure. So, um as I say, we'll hopefully hopefully have some positive news coming soon, um, in what is a very tricky time uh, for everybody. But again, myself and Gary, all of our best wishes to everyone associated with the club, um and you know, families as well. Um and we just hope everyone's staying safe.
3: No, thank, Ben, thank you sincerely and, and everybody in and around the club. Likewise, just to echo that sentiment, you know, thank you for your support. Thank you for all the messages, you know, please stay safe. But, uh, you know, most, most important, you know, please be be reassured that we, I, I promise you, we're doing everything. We know how much this football club means to, to people and we're doing everything we can to protect it and make sure you have a, a club to support in, in, in the long term. Um, so, yeah, you know, thank you very much for, for all your support and, and efforts, everybody.
0: So there we go. Um, that was, you know, that was a, a pretty substantial chat with Liam. I'm, um, um, as I say, we're grateful for, for him to to giving up his evening, uh, or at least an hour or so of it, to to have a chat with me about things that were going on. So, uh, I mean, you know, thoughts on on what was said. Really, I think it was quite candid.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing that really I I wanted to pick up on was the January football. Uh, which came out in the notes of the supporters' board meeting. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think the notes of the supporters' board meeting before um, revealed the betting sponsor that had been rejected. Obviously, that was quite newsworthy. And and then this came out of the the most recent meeting as well, which certainly worried some. Um, And I, I think it's interesting that finally the supporters' board notes are actually getting... Red um even if unfortunately the, you know the things that we 're discussing can create, create hysteria and from a personal point of view, and I know that this is probably serving a personal agenda before anything else, but you know we often get criticized for being super secretive on the supporters' board as if we think that we 're better than other people, and this is an exact reason why certain things are attracted because it was merely mentioned that Uh, a conversation or a point had been had where that was one of a, you know, a number of different options or scenarios. And when you imagine, you know, one of the many different options of scenarios of me uh, going to the shop in my car is that I mow four people down and get locked up for life. You know, if I was to write that as one of a thousand different potential scenarios, people wouldn't look at it and go, well, that's the one that's going to happen. Not Gary comes back with milk and bread and sits down and has um, a rather inadequate breakfast. So do you know what I mean? that that's that's the point that i'm making i think when we when we when we really get into the meat and and, and drink of what liam said you know there was an awful it's an awful lot awful long way to say very little and that's not a criticism it's because he doesn't have anything to say liam can't tell us what's going to happen because nobody knows um Mm. i I was particularly interested around the talk around season tickets now it's something that i haven't raised on the stacy west for the reason I don't want to create hysteria. I don't want people debating whether they should get a, um, a refund or not because One, we don't know at the moment. Mm -hmm. And two, you know, if there are people sitting on the fence who are kind of going, well, I could afford not to, I'll leave money with the club. And all of a sudden there's this huge groundswell of of people who who do need a refund and and justifiably so. You know, I'm not going to lord it over anybody who requests one if that is the case. But to bring it into the public domain will inevitably spark some people who can afford it, perhaps to say, well, if they're getting theirs, I'm getting mine. And that's a kind of a snowball effect that, that could cause the God serious consequences. Now, I'm not somebody who, as I've just said, I'm not going to look down on anybody who wants a refund, uh, who can't afford um, not to have one. Arguably, I probably won't look down on people who can afford it, but feel that if they're not getting something for their money, then they're, they're going to get the refund. It, you know, it's, it's personal preference. The season ticket mm-hmm. debate is something that could financially... Um, impact the club in in a very, very severe way once it gets raised. So I was interested to hear Lee, Liam speaking quite candidly about that when, you know, it's not something really that we've broached massively on the supports board as people can see um by the notes. And I know that it's, you know, that's one of the specters looming over the club. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. the lack of income, but it's also the hit that they might have to take in giving money back to people who have um who have bought the early bird tickets. And, you know, it's harsh in a way because the people who at the moment are looking to next season and going, what are we going to do? Are the people that actually have committed early to the club to help plan with the budget and have taken advantage of the slightly cheaper prices. And that's, yeah it's almost like a punishment for doing so. And it's, you know, it's not that because it's the situation, it's the way things are. So um, I, I just think that we got an awful lot of clarity about nothing. And that's not a negative thing. You know, it, it was it was a fantastic yeah. chat. It's, you know, people seem to think that things are happening and this is an outcome and that's an outcome. And Liam has pretty much came, come on and clarified that actually, no, that's not what's happening. And that, that's what I mean about clarity about nothing. He's put clarity where there's cloud, um, even yes. though at the moment there's, you know. It's, it's, it's like yeah, I mean, it's, I, sorry, it's, it's like going on a journey isn't it and everyone's saying yeah. we're going to a concentration camp or we're going here or we're going there and Liam said actually they're not the places we're going but we don't know where we are going
0: yeah I mean I can tell you play Cards Against Humanity by the fact that your immediate thought was to go to a concentration camp. <laughs> 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 but um yeah I, I mean it, it you know from, from my point of view I I didn't want to I didn't want to sit there and, and, you know, really sort of push and probe for answers no. that I knew wouldn't be forthcoming. Um, you don't want to be I left like everything Kusenberg. quite open in terms of the discussion because I thought, you know, if we can, if, if I, if I can just allow Liam to, to speak, then it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting thing for people to listen to because I think, well, uh, you know, he, he's able to put forward points of view and, and things that have been happening and um, not necessarily just within the club, but I thought it was quite interesting too and talking about the the meetings with the other EFL clubs and you know the other the other board members and the chairman and things like that um and I, I think ultimately at the minute it, it's so difficult to put a um, a time scale on these things or even just a solution because the the situation is constantly evolving it's constantly changing um and ultimately I think people. If people aren't aren't understanding that at the minute from from a fan's point of view, then you know that's fair enough. But I think from the from what Liam was saying, um, it it just sounds like the club and other clubs as well are doing absolutely as much as they possibly can at this stage to to keep things going and to to find ways around you know this this situation. Um, I was quite, uh I was quite heartened to hear the, you know, the the approach that they're taking in terms of the, um, you know, the the ways to raise funds at the minute as well. They're obviously very aware that the the financial situation of some of the fans is going to be, um, not the best. Uh, you know, some people may be furloughed, some people may be, uh, you know, self employed and, and not having that much of an income at the minute. And it was, it was really heartening to hear that, you know, obviously that. that you know i'm I'm not blowing smoke here It just sounds like you know the fans' interests really are at the forefront of the mind of everybody at the club right now um and it was it was just a from that point of view, it was just a really nice chat to have I think
1: yeah, I think let's not kid ourselves. I think that there are several priorities at the club um and the fans are always going to be at the forefront of that, but that's alongside financial stability and security that's mm. alongside staff and players and I think you know it's a fine juggling act and in some instances all three can't come out on top in every single decision and whilst the club I think always look for the decision which favours all three they're looking for decisions at the moment which has got the minimum impact on any one of the three, you know, it's, you know, they're almost yeah. looking at sometimes the lesser of two evils. The fact of the matter is, you yeah. know, whether Liam's kind of acknowledged it or not, that this is going to have a severe financial impact on our club and on yes. our club's future, but they're, there. In the past, when we talk about administration, in uh, 2002, when we talk about when we were relegated out of the league, we were the only ones suffering and therefore at a competitive disadvantage. Whereas the, the outcome here is going to be we are not going to be the only ones suffering. It's going to be every single other football club. I believe that we are in a more robust financial position. Than probably seventeen or eighteen clubs in our division. That's not to say we're safe. You know, if you've got twenty-four people all stood on the edge of the cliff and we're stood on the bit that's wobbling the least, it doesn't mean that you're you're not going to fall. But I I just think it's you know, yes, of course the club. I'm going to say they've got the fans at heart, and I firmly believe that to a degree, you know, this football club have perhaps more than others. Um, But I, you know, it's. It's just such a tough situation. It's nice to hear uh, a chief executive speaking candidly and honestly. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's obvious that there's. You know, when we come towards finishing the season, it's obvious that there is a real desire to complete the season in some way. Hundred percent behind that. You know, I think there were points per game, um, something along those lines. It's, you know, it's going to be very tough though for teams in playoff areas and and, and things like that. So I think it's. A, a probably a suitable outcome is going to be a mixture of the two. In uh, yeah. automatic promotion spots are honoured, playoff spots unfortunately are not. Uh, and if that affects relegation spots at the same time, then so be it. Whether um, you know you can't promote the top four in League Two. Potentially, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's like Liam said, he's not a, an EFL big week paid to make that decision. We're not either. Um, it's a mm. debate that I've steered away from what, quite a bit, both on the site and on here, because it's speculation at the moment is all anybody has to go on and it's pointless in just adding more of it. But yeah, you know, I think we, we've talked in the past about potentially voiding the season. I think we've talked in the past about points per game, you know, points per game over an eight-game period, uh, all sorts. It's I don't like the Dutch model. I don't like voiding no. the season because, like Liam, quite correctly said, you know, did Tyler Walker never play for Lincoln then? Did yeah. Joe Morrell never play for Lincoln? Did uh, we never beat Sunderland? I, you, know, you can't take that away. Those events happened. Uh, and yeah. even if... You end the season right now and don't honor promotion or relegation. You you still got to say that those those events happened, yeah. And if there's a team that are out at top of the table, like with Barrow in the National League, you know, then there's the argument for promotion relegation. But there's going to be it's still we're not going to know, and that's the worst thing. And yeah, I know. uh, I'll 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 be honest with readers. You kind of suggest listeners, rather, you suggested that we did a podcast talking about these things before we got Liam on, and I kind of kicked back against it because. Yeah, we don't know. And instead, you know, yeah. you, you then went out, got Liam, made it a really good podcast, and now I look like a proper chump who's in danger of losing <laughs> his job. Uh, but uh, no, but do, do you know what I mean? Me and you talking yeah. about it would have been would have been relatively pointless. And you know, it was only when we had yes. the the garnish of of Liam and actual clarity or football club clarity, um, yeah, that it it became worth it
0: yeah i mean it it was as i say it was just kind of uh, as a response to liam's twitter thread earlier in the week where it was you know there have been a lot of discussions around um our fan base and other fan bases and and this is kind of what we are trying to get across and you know it it was just a conversation that i thought was worth having and, and ultimately it seems like it's proven to be so um I mean, if not just for the anecdote about Harry Anderson at the end, I think that is possibly one of the best stories that I've heard all year.
1: I, I just shut my head when, I mean, obviously you, you sent it to me on WhatsApp last night and uh, I remember just laying in bed picturing it. And yeah, I spoke to Harry on a number of occasions for the club programme and he is such a great lad um, that you can just imagine him not being of this planet. I mean, it's all, yeah. It's like the come dime with me isn't it, where the secret new sign in splashed all over. Um, yeah, yeah. I, what I like though about it is that, that there's an, dare I say, innocence. Do you know what I mean? There's just there's something about Harry that is likable. Yeah. He's just yeah. kind of, you know, oh, me, you know, me grand liked that post on Twitter and stuff like that. I just. Yeah. Yeah, he just you can see him playing with a smile on his face. You would imagine that he probably doesn't have that you know bad word to say about people and his life passes him by at times and um
0: I I just have this I just have this vision of what that conversation was like on the phone. Yeah. It's like yeah, Josh, Josh mate, I just bike fifty miles, I'm knackered. Yeah, you do realise you've got a bike home, Harry. Oh, oh shit <laughs> You know, something like that. But oh dear. Um I mean, don't tell Liam, but I'm, I'm pretty sure your job is safe for now, Gary, because, you know, Liam's got other things on the mind at the minute. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> no comment. No comment. I think that was, was that just a, a, a kind of kicking back after I a, I released a pod last
0: week on my own? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you with, know, with if, the if you're, you're going to do it, then I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, like I said, thank you for, for the opportunity for, to, you know, to, to Liam to... Sorry, thank you to Liam for the opportunity to to sit down and have a chat with him. Thank you
1: for the opportunity to go it alone. Your butts a pleasure, (laughs) Ben. No worries, mate.
0: Um, Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, it's cleared up some questions that people had. Um, Hopefully, it's given a bit more of an insight into things that are happening at the club or around the club. Um, And ultimately, you know, it's it was. I I found it quite nice to to just have that insight into um, certain things that were going on um in and around you know some of the decision making at the minute so um before we go I know that there is there's a couple of things that we want to just give a quick plug um if you want to take the lead well I was
1: just I was obviously just going to mention the Moses interview and I know it's been pretty much done to death um on the site but um those that, that did manage to catch it and I, I don't know what your thoughts were but I thought um Moses came across well and from what I understand He's hoping to do something a little bit further down the line that maybe even v- involves the two of us um, and him coming up to Lincoln. So we shall s- okay. we shall see how that goes and and kind of what what he does in the interim period. I think, but um, it was quite refreshing. Uh, I think uh, you know we we learned a lot potentially about Steve Tilson, um, which we knew anyway. I just thought it was nice to t- talk to a guy who had been you know well known for fixing matches and pinching chickens, and when you actually talk to him. Is searingly honest about what he has done uh, and where mm. he is now. So, and like he said, why would he need to pinch a chicken? He was one of the best play players at Lincoln. So, uh, in- yeah. interesting that there was the hint there of a potential kind of conspiracy of some description. I don't know, um, but yeah, it was an in- interesting angle.
0: Absolutely. So, um, and I know I think the other thing that we wanted to to give a plug to was um, Will Stacey's uh, fundraiser.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah um obviously Will Stacy is Bill Stacy's great grandson Bill um is is the Stacy and Stacy West, one of the players that, uh, one of the players one of the fans that tragically lost their lives in the uh, in the Bradford fire disaster um and Will is doing something that you're not a stranger to a 24 hour gameathon um <laughs> on May the 9th looking to raise 500 pounds uh, for the Bradford Burns unit so um, I, I donated the uh, remaining profits from this month's Stacey West. Uh, I think he's up to £265 at the minute. So um, fingers crossed he can get to 500 If you want to check out, uh, it's just give in. Even if you you know feel that you can give a couple of quid, anything that gets him towards his target. Uh, if you go to staceywest.net, uh, there's an article on there, three or four down probably by the time you listen to this um which you can click on have a read of what will's got to say uh, and then there's a link to go to the donation page
0: yeah i'll put the link in the um in the podcast description as well cool. so that if uh if you're reading it or if you listen to the podcast then you can just click on there and uh, away you go cool. so um right i think uh, i think that's pretty much everything obviously things are still very much up in the air at the moment um i mean we will probably get, you know, we'll probably ask Liam about the pitch at some point as well. Cause I did forget, but um, I didn't want to keep him too long. Cause it was by that point we've been on the, you know, we've been on the phone for about an hour by that stage. So, um, but yes, thanks for, thanks for joining me as ever, Gary. And thank you for listening. Um, numbers have dropped a little bit over the past few weeks, but that's probably understandable given the situation. So tell a friend, tell people about this one. Um, Cause you know, Liam's quite honest about it. So, um, get people subscribing and I think we'll probably be back next week cool oh.
1: I think so alright see you later see you guys, later, guys.
2: the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness week this year Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply.
0: See mcdonalds.com.